0: This is the Source of Innovation podcast. We're live at over at Studios in Albany, New York, and I'm with Tyler Wrightson. Good day, sir. Good day. So uh, you've got quite an interesting career. Uh, you've got a couple different businesses. So let's start off with uh, Leak Systems. Tell us a little bit about how that got rolling.
1: So how it got rolling, um, it's been a passion of mine for, I think, close to 20 years now. I think uh, as a hobby, I've been doing that kind of thing for like, 19 years, mm-hmm. professionally about 17 or so. And uh, yeah, I've always, always loved cybersecurity. I've always loved uh, breaking security. Mm-hmm. So you know, I got into it through a more natural route. You know, joined uh, an IT consulting company and did that for a long time. And started Lead Cybersecurity uh, technically about eight years ago. Great. Decided to close it for a period of time, but in its current form, I've been around for about four years.
0: Fantastic. So you offer a variety of services? Uh, security assessments, vulnerability assessments. Tell us a little bit about the social engineering
1: service. That
0: particularly caught my eye.
1: (laughs) So social engineering is a common term in my industry. And so basically what it is, is it's an engineer's approach to being a con artist. Mm -hmm. And so ultimately at least, all we do is simulate and mimic what a real world attacker would do. Mm -hmm. And so real world attackers use con artistry tricks all the time. And so their their most common methods are by using email, and trying to trick people into disclosing things they shouldn't or accessing websites they shouldn't via email. But there are plenty of good examples too of people doing it face to face, breaking into buildings, you know, conning their way into banks, things like that. And so we that's, you know, if it's something a criminal would do, we'll we'll do it.
0: Great. Uh, you also offer a, a variety of assessments. So talk a little bit about uh, you know, how physical security assessments, how you apply those.
1: Yeah, so same exact thing. Again, if it's something a, a criminal would do, we'll do it. And so generally speaking, we, we have a conversation with the clients who have interest in that kind of thing. And we determine what types of threats are you likely to encounter. So we've done everything on the sophistication spectrum from – the highly unsophisticated, we, we don't know anything about the business, we walk off the street as a criminal would walk off the street mm-hmm. and try to access areas we shouldn't, all the way up to creating these crazy uh, pretexts and stories. And, you know, the most extreme one we ever did was basically sneaking in a simulated bomb on a pallet and bring it into a power company. Wow. Yeah. So, we you know, the whole gamut. That's intense.
0: Uh, On your website, you've got a lot of good resources for people. Uh, Talk a little bit about some of the videos and presentations you have on there.
1: (laughs) So actually, if you have interest in those specific stories, I think both of those are online. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, we speak frequently about uh, all of our antics and exploits, if for no other reason than to, uh, you know, we want organizations to become more secure. Sure. So by understanding what we do and what criminals do and, and the reality of it, you know, I, I think uh, speaking of physical security, a lot of people still feel like it's easy to spot a criminal, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, oh, it's, it's the guy with the the black sailor's cap, all black and, you know, you know marks under their eyes and they fail to realize that the vast majority of the time, it's going to be the person you least expect. They're probably going to dress relatively nice mm-hmm. and they're going to have a decent story and they're going to you know, steal the things that matter most to you, so... Uh, Talk about some
0: challenges here. We all go through hills and valleys. And uh, what are some things that you've you've, you've weathered as you've gone through (laughs) your life as an entrepreneur? I
1: don't think we have enough time for that. (laughs) Uh, You know, everything. Mm. I I think the the biggest thing that comes up um, is cash flow. Sure. You know, it's so – it's been such a a top of mind for me recently. But uh, it's so tough. I don't think uh, most people understand – the differences and challenges between collecting a paycheck and being the one that has to pay people. Sure. It's very, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that to me is, is, is top of mind. That's the hardest thing. You know, uh, there's so many great things about running your own business. Mm-hmm. Uh, but by far that's the most challenging thing.
0: Sure. Um, another challenge is finding good people to work with. So what have you done over the years to, to hopefully minimize some of those, uh, mistakes in hiring or, uh, really, uh, how to keep good people around? Mm, that is a great
1: question, and frankly, that is when people ask me like, "What, the, what the best part about owning your own business is?" Is, is it's that mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I really think that, especially from a young age, like uh, having the ability to choose your teammates mm-hmm. is important and exciting. Sure. You know what I mean? I get to choose who I work with,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and if I don't want to work with them, I just don't work with them. Right. Uh, so, so, I have made countless mistakes in hiring before, and you know, I pre- people that, that I chat with, you know, I, my sister started a business. And, uh, uh, you know, I get friends who ask me about starting a business. And I can't stress enough how important that is in identifying the right people to join your team. And, sure. and I feel like we could we could talk for days about this. And there's no easy answer. Sure. You know what I mean? Uh, even recently, you, you know, the uh, past two years. You know, I I had hired somebody and it it just was not the right fit. Mm -hmm. But then the counterpoint is, you know, you find the right people and it's great. I I think uh, I'm in an especially unique position because my field is so brand new. Mm -hmm. And I don't think a lot of traditional business folks have caught up with, who to look for, mm-hmm. and so I've found some serious gems, some, some serious diamonds in the rough, you know, who, who maybe their, their resume doesn't speak to their abilities, mm-hmm. but you identify and you connect on the specific things that are actually important in our field, mm-hmm. and it's easy to, to learn the technical things, you right. know what I mean? In our field, to me, what you currently know technically is of very little importance to me, mm-hmm. because this field changes l- literally every day. Like that—that's not—that's not an exaggeration. New vulnerabilities, new exploits are discovered every single day. There are new threat actors using new methods, and it's—it's it's crazy. So more important than oh, I know how to program in C today, or you know, I know how to set up a website or, or whatever—is your passion and t- tenacity to want to continue to learn every single day. And, and I don't think that that most people in, in my field, uh, even in my field, have have. I've come to realize that, and so I've, I've hired some awesome folks, you know, some really good team members.
0: Fantastic! So, basically, to summarize, you know, you can train the skills, you just want the, the right people
1: exactly 100%. Good,
0: good. Uh, where are some places? Um, I know I know you, Albany,'s got a pretty decent cybersecurity program. Um, do you uh find good people that go to the traditional route of maybe getting a four year degree in cybersecurity, or do you find more of those coming from a different field?
1: Mm, good question. I'd say both. Okay. It's, we have that type of conversation all the time. I don't think traditional education is a necessity. And I definitely don't think that traditional education today is preparing students for what I would specifically look for. It doesn't teach the skills required to break in organizations. Mm-hmm. For obvious reasons and maybe some not so obvious reasons. But frankly, those types of things I literally don't look at. Like my guys, I've told them in the past, you know. Not to to diminish what they've done, but I literally don't care about traditional schooling. It doesn't it doesn't make you a good hacker. It doesn't make you a, a, a good uh, pen tester. Sure. So I don't really care. Good. Uh,
0: you also have uh, delved into uh, coffee world a bit. Mm-hmm. So uh, talk a little bit about your uh, your other venture.
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, so about three years ago, just over at this point, um, I was. Working from home, I didn't have an office, you know, just worked out of, my, out of my bedroom. And I went across the street to a, a coffee shop, Cafe Vero. Mm-hmm. And I was literally there like every day of the week for the first part of the morning because it was a good way to like get out of the house and, and you know, start the day. And I overheard that they were closing and didn't want that to happen. Right. So I asked the, the barista behind the bar if they had any idea um, you know, if, if the guy would sell and what he would want. And I didn't hear from, from that person. So I was like, screw it. I'll just, I'll call him up. <clears throat> so, so I spoke with the, uh, the owner and, uh, you know, it was, it was a reasonable price that he was asking for. It was the most money I'd ever spent on anything. Mm-hmm. And the issues there seemed like very, very obvious issues. Things mm-hmm. like, you know, constantly running out of inventory, no training, no processes, things like that. But the product itself was phenomenal. And at the time, there was a gem of a person, Kevin... Uh, working there, who was phenomenal at uh, at what he did. Like, from a customer service perspective, you know, very, very friendly and outgoing and, and, and made everyone feel, uh, feel welcomed. So I was like, you know, if I take it over and uh, figure out a way to uh, continue to train people to be like Kevin mm-hmm. and fix these silly process issues, like, uh, probably make it work. So, you know. Long story long, you know, yeah. three years later, it's, uh, it's doing pretty well. we got two locations, working on number three right now, and, uh, yeah, I, I love what we do. I love the, again, like, you want to see the types of things that uh, that excite me. Like, go, go chat with any of the folks there. Like, they're all awesome people. Like, we just hire, like, good, friendly people and teach them the technical skills that they need to know. So,
0: cool. Yeah. Uh, so, where are your two locations, and where is the new one going to be?
1: So, uh, our first location was on Lark Street. Right next door to Bombers, a uh, second one is uh, downtown on Broadway at the Arcade Building, Great. which is big and beautiful. And I will just say that the third spot that we're looking at—so I literally just got papers for it uh, yesterday—so we're, we're uh, negotiating right now on uh, rent terms and all that—is we'll just say close to the Times Union Center.
0: Fantastic. Yeah. That'd be a great place for it.
1: Yeah, for
0: sure. <laughs> I know I'm a big fan. I, I've been in Saratoga for a while, yeah. but I, I've been uh, working in downtown Troy quite a bit. Yeah, and cool. Get to Albany uh, quite a bit. Uh, what would you say are some of your favorite places in the area?
1: So we are big fans of all of the spots downtown right now. Uh, so Albany Distilling, Did you see that new place they yes, opened? Yes. That's awesome. Back Patio I Love those guys. I know those guys. Uh, City Beer Hall. Huge fan of uh, uh, Yono's and and uh, DPS. Uh, you know, there's all these, like, uh, cool, new, fresh things coming up. Uh, Parish Public House is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, as far as, like, uh, eating goes, there's uh, that is one of the things that, that we love most about Albany and downtown Albany especially is uh, just uh, good places to check out. But, uh, but in general, it just seems like uh, really good, positive things happening downtown. Sure. We're specifically drawn to it right now. So
0: Terrific. Uh, what type of businesses I, I, my, my prediction of Manhattan flooding and everybody moving to the capital region didn't happen a couple of weeks ago, so with that <laughs> being said uh, what type of businesses might you want to see that aren't here yet?
1: Mm. <laughs> well um, hmm, what day of the week is it? <laughs> so I promise I will not just speak about things I am uh, okay. we will go, we will go, <laughs> go off that in a minute but one of the things that I really want to see which doesn't exist right now in downtown and I had no intention of, of opening it, but uh, Stars Aligned, and it kind of makes sense right now, is uh, hopefully within the next week or so, we'll make an announcement that we're opening up a co-working space in in downtown Albany. Um, So that type of thing uh, definitely makes me excited. Mm -hmm. Um, That whole arena of creative, community-based stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, for people to get together and meet, that's exciting to me. You know what I mean? That, that's what we need. And, uh, you know, I was having that conversation with someone, a uh, uh, politician, a little while ago. And I said, this, this is what we need downtown. You know what I mean? Any way I can help, let me know. And I was like, finally, screw it. I'll just do it myself. No one else is going to do it. Um, so so that's exciting to me, those types of things. Mm-hmm. Um, the retail, it's, that's finally coming down in downtown. So Fort Orange just opened up on, uh, on Broadway as well. That's very exciting. Mm-hmm. And I wish uh, Skyler best of luck. Because we need that type of thing downtown. Yeah. Because we have so much good residential coming downtown, we need the things that uh, support that and make okay. people want to live down there and make them want to get out of their house but stay downtown. So those types of things are very exciting to me. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh,
0: so as I mentioned earlier, we always like wrapping up the podcast by giving you a couple minutes to give us a little how to find you and uh, you know, get more information on both of your businesses. So I'll turn it over to you.
1: Uh, so for more information on Leetsis... Uh, or Leet Cybersecurity, you can visit LeetSys.com, LeetSys.com. You can check that out. Um, It's uh, pretty straightforward on there. Stacks Espresso Bar, you can get StacksEspresso.com, but come check out our shops. Um, You'll usually find me in downtown most of these days.
0: Great. Thanks for joining us, Uh, Todd.
1: Thanks for having me.